evening to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, broadcasting live, live from our studio in Harlem, USA. It is Wednesday, September 16th, 2015. Here we are on Guys Guys Radio, where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Um, We're on blog talk radio these days, and uh, as appreciative as I am for being a featured host on Blog Talk Radio, sometimes the platform has a little bit of uh, nicks in it, and um, we've had problems with our radio sound, our uh, music coming on correctly, guests getting cut off, etc., etc., etc. And we're supposed to be in hi-fi, and I see I don't see the hi-fi sign for us right now, but we are on Direct Connect, so hopefully this sounds good. We'll see how it goes. Anyhow, we've got a great show tonight. Our special guest is Ahmed Ghazwani, Ph.D. He's the author of uh, numerous books, and we're going to talk about one of them. He's a leading quantum physicist, basically, and uh, his book, The Quantum... <clears throat> Quantum Doctor is what we're going to talk about, Um, and he'll be on in a few minutes when he calls in, but let's talk about what's going on in our guys, guys world. Um, You know, the whole guys, guy movement, if you will, began with my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guy to Love, which is about two men in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in the city and the market where they play for keeps. And from there, we kind of built a brand based on what the demand was. And uh, people seemed to want to understand why there was a communication chasm between men and women, how it could be better, and then how men could lead better lives uh, as, as really a driver in terms of how the communication and relationships between men and women can improve. And we put a lot of it on men to be the best they could be, because if you're a guy and you're, you know, in your prime today, there's never been a better time to be alive. Um, women are holding up their weight in, uh, in life, in relationships, in business and everything else and making things so much easier for men. However, a lot of guys are lost. Millennials, a lot of them, uh, they're caught somewhere between the MMA and manscaping and, and some of the, uh, Boomers seem to, uh, you know, they define themselves through uh, how much money they have and what the, and their importance is based on that. But, you know, careers come and go. And at a certain point, you age out of your position. And then you've got to look inside and say, who am I? What am I? And what am I really here for? Because our basic conscious persona is a lot more than our job. And if you really look at what we do in a lot of our jobs, it's, you know, we're doing work. What are we selling? You know, you could be a big marketing person at McDonald's, but you know what? You're selling McDonald's. If you really believe in the product, great. If you don't, then you've been, you know, putting your psychic energy into selling something you don't believe in. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with McDonald's. You have to make those decisions on your own. But, and I've worked on a lot of products where I've been like, really? I'm selling this in my marketing and advertising career. But that's one of the reasons why I started writing. And it's one of the reasons why I developed uh, the Guys Guy platform. It's one of the reasons why Guys Guys Radio has evolved from a kind of relationship platform to one to talk about how men and women can be at their best and everybody winning. And that includes wellness. That includes, you know, I'm touching a little bit on politics, but I don't want to really get into that in this show. I want to focus on the positive consciousness and raising vibration and things like that. And, uh, a lot of that came from my own experience in having to kind of face the void. I've been very fortunate during my life. And at a certain point, I got uh, had to face some health issues about a year ago. And that changed a lot of things for me. And it made me really look, look inside. So uh, we're going to get into all of that with Dr. Goswami because he's been very uh, helpful in terms of sending me to some people to see. But uh, the good news for me is I'm fantastic. I've never been better. Um, Here we are in New York City, though. Just a quick recap of what's going on. It's 87 degrees here uh, today, and it's September 16th. Like, wow, I actually had some free time today. I took my little son down to the Hudson River Park, way down in Tribeca, and then we went up to uh, this new park that they built right across from what used to be St. Vincent's 
Hospital, which are going to be luxury condos now. The building was razzed, and uh, they're building condos there. And across from it, they put a park, and they have like a little fountain, water fountain thing where kids can run through. So my son loves it. So we went there today, but it was hot. It was really hot. And it's, you know, it's September 16th. And I was looking at some of the statistics and it basically said that um, it's the hottest year on record, followed by 2014. So we are dealing with some warmer temperatures. So whether you are a client, a climate change believer or not, the facts are there that it's getting warmer. <laughs> and I know we had a long, cold winter, but uh, I guess the biggest question is what has man done to propagate this and what can man do to undo some of the issues we've made with the environment? What else is going on? This is a great time of year. You know, they talk about autumn in New York. There's a Sinatra song about it. And it is the greatest time of the year in New York City. I've been here for many years and uh, everything becomes anew because New York's a vibrant city beyond being it being such a international city, very different than any other city in the United States or in the world. It also is a cultural uh, center. And there's a lot of movies that come out, Broadway, dance, art exhibitions, uh, etc. at this time of year. And also, we're fortunate because we've got the Yankees who look like they're the New York Yankees baseball team look like they're headed for the playoffs. It looks like the Mets are headed for the playoffs and going to win their division. And we're in a good place baseball-wise. Then we've got the Giants and the Jets. The Jets are off to a good start. They won their first game. The Giants lost to the Cowboys, but it was a great game. So we'll see what happens there. But all in the guys' guys' world, there's a lot of great things going on sports-wise. We've also got a bunch of things happening in New York City this coming month. Uh, and it's been so much I've read on the Internet and all about, you know, September and uh, these major world changes and these waves of energy coming at the earth and particularly at this particular time. And I've been doing a lot of reading about it. And there's some theories about because our solar system, you know, everything keeps moving is in a place where it's getting hit by billows of cosmic energy. The vibration of the planet uh, is undergoing a, a change and being elevated. And with that elevation uh, comes some behavior, quirky behavior and kind of wacky behavior from people who are not as um, have, have not ascended energetically as much. And this puts discomfort in them. And um, for other people, it turns out to be a really good thing. But it's a it's a time where we all need to be mindful. Along with that, there's a lot of these, quote unquote, conspiracy theorists about how all hell is going to break loose this month. I'm I'm not I'm not personally buying into it because you know that happens a lot and there's a lot of fear mongering that's out there and I don't know where it's all coming from but um you know I know Obama is going to be in New York right after the Pope's going to be in New York and then the UN meetings are in New York at the uh, uh, next week all happening next week and then there's been the teetering of the stock market and it's like people are, are, are shaken as usual. And some say that, you know, this is all by design, that when you take consciousness and what people, all of us can do if we really got together and thought positive thoughts and acted kindly and treated each other better, that it's like, it's like the ant colony. You've got the queen and then you've got all the slave ants and running around, they do all of her bidding. But if they turned on her, it'd be over in a second. And some say that if the major population said, hey, enough of what's going on, we want to change, that things would change very quickly. And that doesn't mean violently by any means. It means energetically that there's a lot of power because consciously we're all connected. So each individual is connected to their higher self and each higher self is connected to their, I'll put this in quotes because a lot of people, it depends on their religion, but the quote is, Christ itself, and then connected to source. So if you consider that, then we're all connected. And if we're all connected, then each individual can help elevate the vibration of the planet. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about with Dr. Goswami, because uh, it's about consciousness. It's about quantum. And if you really look at what is quantum, 
um, I'll give you my own definition of it, is, is the world of possibilities, the state of potentiality. If people hear that term like quantum, quantum physics, what the heck is that? Well, it's really about just thinking beyond what we've been told is possible. And Dr. Goswami uh, is a, uh, is a wor world-renowned physicist, the leading quantum physicist and featured expert in the hit movie, uh, What the Bleep Do We Know?, Medicine is a timely area of application for the new science based on the primacy of consciousness. And uh, he's written lots of books, The Self-Aware Universe, The Visionary Window, um, Physics of the Soul, Quantum uh, Creative Evolution, God is Not Dead. He's been in that uh, movie, uh, Quantum Activism, Quantum Creativity. He's been on a show a few times um, and this book is The Quantum Doctor. And I'll tell you a little story about how we got Dr. Goswami to come back on the show. Uh, because last time he was on talking about his, one of his quantum physics books, uh, Quantum Economics. And before that, we had him on for Quantum Creativity. But I had mentioned that I had a kind of uh, diagnosis of opportunity about uh, over a year ago now where I had a kidney stone and then I, they did a CAT scan. They found a growth, one on each kidney. And I was like, what? Because I had been out running and, uh, and, I, and I was in great shape and feeling fantastic. And then I realized I had to face this. So I had to go in for two robotic surgeries, one after the other, one five weeks apart. And believe me, there were no walk in a park. However, uh, it got me to kind of work, to use the past year to work with my internal chemistry because what really happens is if you have a growth that has to be taken out, and robotic surgery is fantastic, um, and I had the, a great, great surgeon, and everything is, uh, I've been told, like 98% chance it never comes back again. However, what they don't tell you is that the growths are a symptom of something with your body chemistry, something going on there. And really what you need to do is, you know, do preventative work on yourself and really take care of your, your internal so I've been drinking apple cider vinegar and water first thing in the morning. I've been coconut pulling. I've been eliminating sugar, gluten, caffeine, meat, and lots of other stuff from my diet. And I've been exercising a lot and taking a lot of probiotic supplements, eliminating any candida in the body. And uh, I was mentioning uh, my surgery to Dr. Goswami last time he was on the show, and he actually pointed me to the New York uh, City uh uh, department, uh, Institute of uh, Integrated Medicine, and I have an appointment coming up for that. And they're going to take a look at, you know, why I got what I got and how, what I can do to prevent it. And with that in mind, I think we all need to think about medicine and how we have to be our own doctors, because I could tell you what happened with me. I said, well, how did I get this? Well, we don't know. It's sporadic. And they did a great job technology-wise of taking out the grows and taking care of me and then the healing. But ultimately, they couldn't tell me how I got it. Uh, and I, you know, the healing took time and I had to manage myself. But I worked on my internal chemistry, if you will, and physiology to make sure it doesn't happen again. And, uh, you know, made sure my diet is more alkaline and less acidic and, and just really eating more raw foods, avoiding GMOs, eating organic. And I've been doing this for a while. And I got to tell you, I went out and ran uh, 6.2 miles yesterday and I had, I was one minute off my best time. And that's, that's one year after having two robotic surgeries on my kidneys. So I'm doing good. So with all that in mind, it's my pleasure to bring on our special guest, Amit Goswami, PhD, to discuss his book, The Quantum Doctor. Good evening, Dr. Goswami. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How well, are you? Thank you. I'm fantastic. And thank you so much for uh, coming back to the show. Uh, your book is uh, is fa fantastic. And because our show, Guys Guys Radio, it's really to help you know regular guys and the women who love them really be able to live their best lives. And your book, you know, takes a deep dive on medicine and the whole quantum aspect of it, which is, you know, looking beyond the what we think can be and looking at what what else we can do. Could you kind of uh, start with what is quantum medicine and why is it important? Be glad to. Um, quantum medicine is a integrative medicine, first of all based on the idea that there is more than one physical body 
um, that, of course, we are all familiar with. We have, in addition, a vital energy body, uh, mind, of course, we know, but the materialist wisdom, current scientific wisdom, is that mind is brain. There is no separate mind. But quantum physics revives a separate mind idea because consciousness is the ground of being. In that ground of being, matter and mind both can exist, uh, mediated by consciousness itself, uh, non-local mediation, mediation without signals. This is the breakthrough that quantum physics gives us, that one does not need always a mediator. There can also be signalless mediation through consciousness itself. So um, quantum medicine then permits us to not only look for the physical symptoms and cure them, but also underlying reasons for the physical symptoms to appear. Just as in your case, you're looking for underlying mm-hmm. reasons. My suspicion is they probably are within the vital energy body. Um, I don't see being a pretty balanced person how you could have mental blocks that produce the vital imbalance, but the next, that's the next level of disease. And then sometimes we even get soul level of disease where there is a blockage in the way that intuitions come to us. So, mm-hmm. uh, and even 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 higher than that, even in the spiritual body, in the whole, there can be a misconnection with the with the whole, and sometimes that causes uh, not so much physical problem, but can be can contribute to mental problems uh, quite a bit. So, in this way, five kinds of bodies and five different ways that disease can come to us. Um, physical body medicine, vital body medicine, mental body medicine, supramental body medicine, then whole body holistic medicine. So uh, five different kinds of ways to contract disease, five different kinds of ways to heal. So preventive, when you talk about preventive, I mean, you immediately see the relevance of quantum medicine. I mean, the obviously, um, the physical is the uh, last stage where symptoms appear, and uh, then uh, we have to deal with the symptoms first because often they take on kind of an urgency, like in your case, removal was the best choice mm-hmm. at that time. But now you have the time, you have bought the time by doing surgery, and now is the time to look at the underlying cause and prevent exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So how can... So how how can the uh, people who don't like I had the diagnosis of opportunity and I had a, a chance to address the symptoms and they've been addressed and now I'm focusing on myself. How can the the day to day person who's busy with their you know conscious conscious mind and conscious lives what can they do from a quantum doctor standpoint self self uh, Helping themselves stay healthy. What what can they do? What suggestions do you have? Well, uh, lots of suggestions. <laughs> Please. Good. I mean, this will keep me busy for at least a five-minute answer. That's fine. Okay. So let me count the ways. Uh, first of all, um, Ayurveda, uh, Ayurvedic medicine from India gives us an excellent suggestion. Um, um, Chinese medicine uh, gives a similar excellent suggestion, but the Ayurvedic is even better because it makes a threefold classification. Actually, not even threefold, it's actually a sevenfold classification of all uh, humans' um, body type. This idea of body type is a very important one. How we grow up, um, and during the growing up period, if we contract a disease, uh, serious disease, then the creative part of the vital body becomes involved. And often we get an excess of that creative vitality, and that produces a kind of a defect. In Sanskrit, it's called dosha. In our mm-hmm. Vedic uh, medicine, this word dosha has become quite well known now. So a dosha is produced, and this dosha is called pitta. Uh, similarly, if um, a person suffers not from very serious disease, but ordinary disease like cold, flu, uh, that kind of thing uh, while growing up. Then what happens, a dosha called bhata develops. And only people who don't grow up with any kind of 
disease, but very stable life. Uh, they um, unfortunately also get a dosha because they are not using any of the creative ways that vital energies adjust to the physical. Therefore, they develop the dosha of, of kapha. Uh, stability, mm-hmm. but uh, kapha comes with um, kind of a little bit of chubby appearance. Um, but these people are very nice and, and, and stable people. You can trust them, uh, wonderful people. But they will be a little on the chubby side. Uh, mm-hmm. The other people, on the other hand, will be very um, kind of uh, thin and kind of excitable. And uh, that comes with the vata. And the pita people are the medium-sized people and uh, kind of creative uh, and... Um, uh, they are also these these doshas are also connected with uh, the kind of body secretions. Uh, the pitta comes with problems with flame. Uh, uh, the the um, vata comes with problems with like uh, excessive movement like uh, farting. Um, the uh, 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 kapha comes from uh, often problems with. Uh, throat, that kind of thing. Oh, sorry, the pitta comes with the, the, the problems are not, not flame. Uh, problems are with actually stomach. Um, there will be stomach acids, excess, and heartburn, that kind of thing. Whereas uh, scoffer, which comes with uh, this respiratory system problems like excess flame and, uh, phlegm and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. not pronouncing the word phlegm very well, but I hope you get it. Yes, yes, it's fine. We got it. <laughs> Um, you talk about um, slowing down and the expansion of consciousness. And I think this is a quote from around page 214. Slowing down means less quantum collapse. In between quantum collapses, there is an opportunity for unconscious processing, proliferation of quantum possibilities. This makes room for creative quantum leaps to new contexts. Could you talk about that? Yeah, actually, good. Now, let me connect it up. So we were still on the subject of how to yeah. prevent. Mm-hmm. So first of all, know your body type. Um, basically, the body types are like in Chinese medicine, it's even simpler. The yin and the yang. Yang is the stable body type, and yang, yang is the creative body type. Um, similar to vata and pitta in Ayurveda is the creative body type, yang whereas in the stable one is kapha in Ayurveda. So having said that, what does it mean to have a creative body type? Which means that the, that the creative aspects of the vital body is coming into play. How does it come into play? This is where what you just said, this unconscious processing, slowing down, helps enormously. So what happens is that as the physical body um, uh, stabilizes at about when we reach uh, in our 20s. You know, after that, the physical body starts uh, its declining stage. Um, sounds bad, but that's the way it is. We we grow. Um, the growth period is wonderful, but after that, entropy comes comes into play, and body starts sort of in the declining. And ever since we decline, the rest of the rest of life is decline. So in that process, the uh, body organs slowly deteriorate, little by little. We can keep them better with exercise. This is why exercise mm-hmm. is good. We can keep them better with nutrition. But today, nutrition is very compromised because nobody thinks of getting enough vital energy. So that's right. the thing. next thing that be very careful about getting vital energy. But even more important is how the vital body uh, keeps correlation, in quantum physics we use the word correlation very much. This correlation is the idea of association of a physical organ with a vital energy uh, field, which we call morphogenetic field. This mm-hmm. morphogenetic field or M fields, they are correlated with our organs. But, but as the physical organs deteriorate, this morphogenetic field cannot correlate very well. So what we do is we creatively, body creatively, it's, it's involuntary. We don't have to do anything, but the body does it. Vital body does it. Consciousness does it to the vital body. But it does it creatively. Uh, it can adjust itself because vital body is subtle. Changing the vital body is easy. 
so vital body adjusts to the deteriorating phys- physical body without our even being aware of it if the mechanism is working properly. So talk, if we talk, slow talk, down, talk. this process works better. Go ahead. Talk talk about I'm sorry to interrupt the the the, the creative body and how it, you said it adjusts automatically if it's functioning uh, correctly. Could you just go a little bit deeper into that and then then uh, then go back to your um, the further part I'll, of your I'll, I'll, I'll do even better because maybe Great. some of the listeners will have experience with acupuncture or experience okay. with massage or experience or Reiki with uh, or Reiki. Like mm-hmm. So what do the Reiki doctor doing? Uh, Reiki doctor does a hands of healing, uh, just you know, uh, putting the um, somewhat um, what they call activated palms, which has uh, very active vital energy on the body parts that are affected. So what are they doing? They are adjusting the vital energy associated with the organ just by the intention. This intention is the key that gets the mechanism for the healing going. All you have to do is to intend. If the patient learns intention, intention of healing, um, and gives up the intention of disease, which we most of us have, unfortunately. We are negative mostly because of our negative brain circuits. But mm-hmm. if we get a positive attitude towards life, then we are always wanting to be healed, to be healthy, and that one thing is the intention for healing. Now, the healer uses that intention, and that intention is enough if the vital energy movements are slow, then that intention is enough to generate enough possibilities during that period that you call incubation, during that period where in between collapses, in between actualization of quantum possibility to actuality, these vital energies can adjust creatively to the new reality of the physical, which has now become a little deteriorated because of the advanced aging. This is the secret of keeping healthy. Is this the psychoneuroimmunology? Is that what you're referring to? Or well, is that something different? Psychoneuro, psychoneuroimmunology is connected with that. Okay. Psychoneuroimmunology is the part where the psyche influences the um, neuro influences the immune system, and um, uh, immune system, and also the endocrine system. So the mm-hmm. glands, etc., which take a very active part in keeping the body. All of this is affected by psychos, uh, the, the psyche, so the mind. So that's the mental effect of the mind on the body. Um, I'm talking about at a uh, lower level, effect of vital energy on the body. Okay. Now, it, it could also be at the mental level. Then we have to take care of the mental level. Then psychoneuroimmunology or psychoneurogastrointestinology, that becomes important. Now you talk about um consciousness a lot and if you could uh when you refer to consciousness uh question 1 is a two part question is are you referring to you know in quotes I'll put god and then you talk about also the non locality of consciousness uh for example like a prayer study so the question is why is consciousness so important to healing and how does the mind access consciousness for quantum leaps to occur Okay, so um, uh, this is this is the mind-body healing um, question. Uh, how does the mind produce disease? That's the that's the first question we have to answer. And then, okay. how can the mind then heal? So, how does the mind produce disease? Um, as I said, every vital, every uh, physical organ is connected with the vital morphogenetic field. What the mind can do, wrong thinking, can block vital energy. Vital energies come to us um, in specific places in the body where the organs are. These specific places are called chakras in the Eastern system. Um, Today, the word chakra has become quite famous, Mm -hmm. so I suppose I don't need to explain it, but they are along the spine, and there are the seven major chakras in the body, and near each of the chakras, there are very important organs. Like, for example, if you take the heart chakra, there is the heart, there is the immune system in the form of thymus gland, mm-hmm. and um, the women's breasts. You know, these are all important organs in the heart chakra. So, uh, how can mind uh, in, become involved? 
Well, the heart chakra is chakra of love, as everybody knows, chakra of romantic love specifically for one thing. And romantic love has to do with uh, the immune system. The me, not me distinction goes away when we love somebody. So the, uh, if the uh, love is blocked, then the immune system functioning will be blocked. And this is how oftentimes disease happens. So mm-hmm. then if you, if you want to heal that, you have to remove the mental block against love. It's not just vital, vital block, but we, we cross the block at the mental level, so you have to heal it also at the mental level. Now, here is the thing. Einstein pointed out a long time ago that you cannot um, get an idea to solve a problem at staying at the same level at which the problem was created. So the problem was created at the mental level. You cannot solve it by mental level. You cannot just wish it, uh, wish to love to come back. You have blocked it. You really have to unblock it by jumping, quantum leaping the mental level into the supramental level. This is why this is this requires quantum healing, an actual quantum leap to another level of our being, namely the beyond the mind, beyond the vital, and from that level bring the information of how to love again. And when okay. we love again, the immune system functions properly, and we are okay. All right. So you mentioned, um, and that was my next question, is supramental intelligence as part of, I guess, as part of this hierarchy. So, and you say on page, I think it's 239, maybe the solution to a problem often lies beyond the level of the problem. The problem here, hostility, lack of love and lust, but has a solution, love, unconditional love. But unconditional love is not a mental thing. It is not even a feeling energy. Instead, love is a context, an archetype on which many of our thoughts and feelings are based. That's page 238. Could you take us through that a little bit deeper, Doctor? Yes. I mean, I would love to be because this is this is really uh, very important in connection, especially with one of the curse of today's uh, lifestyle, cancer. Mm-hmm. So um, love is connected, as I said, with the heart chakra. The heart uh, is not so much important uh, at the heart chakra organ as the immune system, which I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So the, let, let me go over it again. Immune system, in the form of thymus gland, what it does is it uh, distinguishes what is me, what is the body, and what is not the body, not me. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's how it, for example, detects bacteria and virus and react against it, you know, um, basically kills it. That's how it kills off the abnormal cells that becomes cancerous only when the immune system is not functioning properly. If the immune okay. system functions properly, we could not have cancer because it would, the abnormal cells would all be killed off. So immune system functioning to keep it proper is very, very, very important. And how do we keep it properly functioning? We keep it properly functioning, of course, by not only taking care of the immune system, but also taking care of the vital counterpart, the vital correlate of the immune system. And this is where um, it is very important that we, you know, you were talking about preventive medicine before. Mm -hmm. So not only we should take care of the physical nourishment, but also we should take care of the nourishment of the vital. For example, mm-hmm. if we take care of the uh, liver, the liver meridian that goes into the heart chakra and the heart chakra organs together with Tai Chi exercises, pranayama, they're very simple pranayama exercises where you breathe from the navel chakra into the heart chakra and back. Uh, you get the idea, you breathe deeply from the navel, like when you inhale, you inhale all the way from the navel into the until the heart is full, and then you exhale from the heart is full, and uh, you know lung is full is what I mean, but mm-hmm. but it feels like the heart chakra, and and then you exhale and completely exhaust the um, navel until the stomach goes down, and that this process starts the process of uh, keeping the um, these two chakras balanced, and that is the key to keep the heart open. 
Uh, heart open means here that open for love. Heart open for love. Mm-hmm. When these these uh, channels between the two chakras, um, the what Chinese call the meridian, those channels get blocked, then we no longer get a relationship between navel chakra, which is self-love, self-respect, and the heart chakra, which is other love, respect for others. This 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 combination what we need for unconditional love. We cannot love somebody unconditionally unless we love ourselves. So it is very important to not only take care of the heart chakra organs, but also take care of the navel chakra organs and also the channels between them. And for that, we really need to understand and participate in vital body exercises. So for preventive medicine, uh, as important as physical body exercises are, you know, people concentrate so much on keeping their uh, stomach down because mm-hmm. we think we look better if our st- stomach is not, you right. know, kind of overblown, right? But it is much more important for cancer prevention to also keep the navel chakra and the heart chakra at the vital level very open and very balanced. Now, you also talk about... Um on page 261, I believe, purity of intention practice. And I think that's really important for everybody out there. Could you explain how how we can each one of us develop that? Yeah, and also I would like to go a little back and remind people that sure. indeed intentions have been talked about in a very famous movie which um, lots of people saw called The Secret. Um, mm-hmm. I hope you have seen it, Robert. Have you? Yes, Yes, I haven't I have. seen it, but I, I, I know of it. I read the book. Anyway, the, the, the secret is the idea that, uh, you know, we create our own reality and therefore whatever we intend we get, uh, basically. But it simplifies a bit too much. What we mm-hmm. intend we often don't get. <laughs> Everybody's experience okay. is not what the secret tells us. Exactly. Uh, so what is the secret of the secret? There is a secret. There is value of intention. Quantum physics makes it very clear. Because intention is also an invitation for the conscious choice, which ultimately is a is a freedom that we have if we can if we can access the deeper levels of consciousness, not the ego level, but deeper levels of consciousness. So then the question is how to make proper intention, and this is what you're asking me: how to make yes. proper intention. Mm-hmm. So we start making selfish intention because we don't know any better. And also who mm-hmm. but me knows about myself. So I make an intention first about myself. Let me heal. But then we generalize it. We say, let my healing contribute to greater good. Not only that, let this healing also happen to others. Look, mm-hmm. if everybody gets the healing, I'm not excluded. So I'm not losing anything. I'm only gaining because... Let all people get it, get the healing. Exactly. So that way we come out of our closed cocoon of our only self-respect to our heart. I mean, this is actually a uh, chakra meditation, this intention process. So first we start with our self-navel chakra. I respect me. I want to survive. I want to heal. And then we open the heart chakra. No, let this feeling be everybody's healing. Let this feeling be for greater good. And then we surrender the whole thing. We slow down. We say, well, only if it is the will of the divine, only if it is the will of the whole consciousness itself, because choice happens at the level of higher consciousness, not at the ego level. So it must be then surrendered to that higher level of consciousness. In the spiritual traditions, in in Christianity, for example, they would say, thy will be done. Thy meaning God's will be done. God is the word for higher consciousness. And then at the last step, we must become silent because all of these still are words, all of these still are thoughts. We have to go beyond thought. Remember, we have to invite the supramental. And therefore, we just become silent. And in that silence, things happen. Oh, that's beautifully stated. Um, you, you say, uh, page 272, the greatest application is kind of what you've been talking about. The greatest application of integral medicine is beyond the healing of disease. There is now the definite possibility of understanding human spirituality is as a healing and apply what we can learn from quantum healing to the healing of our spiritual selves. Is this kind of what you've been 
referring to? Is that like the next level? Yeah, I mean, the point is that why should we stop with just healing disease? Why don't we wish for positive health? This concept of positive health I find extremely important to come into society because if if I have positive health, sitting in my proximity will give you positivity. It, wouldn't that a marvelous way of making a healthy society? If if some Absolutely. of us with positive health move around and and interact with others, and by being our, in our proximity, other people will get some positivity. So this is the this is the goal, and 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 this is what what the spiritual teachers oftentimes bring. You know, I mean, of course, this cannot be generalized. Some people are brought with um, genetic predispositions, and they do have you know spiritual teachers are known to have died of cancer and. Sure. Those things are sometimes counted against uh, the statement, but the statement is generally true. The the spiritual people um, you will find have that kind of positivity in their presence. Healing occurs. Just being in their presence, healing occurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are many many cases of spiritual teachers where you know the famous case is Siddhi Sai Baba in India. Not the mm-hmm. Saito Sai Baba who lived in very recently, but a little bit before him, about a century ago, there was a fellow named Siddhi. Sai Baba Siddhi is the name of the village, and, and he is the original Sai Baba. And, and this Sai Baba's presence, presence was enough to heal people. And that's what I'm talking about, that if many of us, especially the healers, if the doctors became aware that with practicing integrative medicine and some of the practices that the uh, alternative uh, cultures talk about, like Tai Chi, Pranayama that I mentioned, like meditation, slowing down uh, spiritual practices, doctors can become people of positive health. Today we have anachronism. We have often doctors who themselves are quite sick. You know, they, of course, they don't publicize it, but the, the fact is you can be in their presence and you find them to be very nervous, uh, often fat, often not so healthy, you know, and often even only 20 years ago, you would find them smoking, whereas mm-hmm. they're preaching sure. to smoke. You know, so um, uh, instead, the doctors, uh, healers, new healers, uh, integrative medicine healers should become uh, people of positive health. Now, just uh, just uh, let me just throw a curveball question at you. First of all, thank you for being our guest, and thank you for the wonderful um, articulation of, of some of the tenets in your book. But, you know, there's been a lot of stuff on the news about um, – I just want to get your point of view on Western medicine. There's been a lot about, you know, cancer is an industry and chemotherapy is an industry, and they've been – you know, bumping off supposedly a lot of these uh, natural do- holistic doctors and all of that. Is, do you think that's all sensationalism? Uh, is there? Do you think that? You know, I, I, I went, my experience going through this was that my doctors really cared about um, addressing the issue, and they did a great job. And the technology was wonderful. They didn't have any uh, insights to share with me about what caused what I have or how to prevent it. And I figured I just chalk that up to Western medicine. We have to take that upon ourselves, but I don't sense that, you know, the doctors themselves are involved in anything besides trying to do a good job. I I, I don't know. What's your, what's your, if you don't mind my asking, you can answer however you want, of course, but this big overarching issue about Western medicine and the whole business of it, what are your thoughts on that? That, that people think that like maybe cancer is a business and you know they want to focus on the cure and not the cause. Yeah, it is very unfortunate and and I will I will I will tell you a little story of my own story of how I got interested in women's breast cancer. But uh, remember a couple of years ago Angelina Jolie the famous actress mm-hmm. got sure. this, um uh um, diagnosis that she has bad genes, uh, an 86% predisposition for getting breast cancer, and so she chopped off her breasts altogether. Yeah. Now, what do you um, think of that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just a predisposition. She didn't have any any sign of any cancer yet, but the the, the doctors predicted that no, you will get it, and therefore she, being a very kind mother, and she had children, so she did what she thought is the right thing. 
So it made me very sad and also a little angry that um, the doctor should have at least mentioned uh, that there are alternatives, preventive, prevention techniques already. I mean, she yeah. is a loving mother already. So for her to get cancer because she has a predisposition, in my judgment, would be extremely unlikely because the judgment from the alternative medicine point of view um, is that a loving person will never get cancer. Cancer happens because mostly because, especially breast cancer, it's a heart chakra organ. So it happens mostly because love is blocked somehow. And many women block love. If you, if you count those women who are getting breast cancer, if you look at their lives, you will often find that they are grieving women, uh, some sort of sadness they carry, and because of that, their immune system starts malfunctioning because they have excluded love. Immune system needs rest. It's as simple as that. Immune system is very much like a self-autonomous system, like our neocortex. We have a self centered at the neocortex. Similarly, we have a self, although we don't activate it very much, neocortex overwhelms us, so we are mostly the mental self. But there is a vital self associated with the heart chakra and the navel chakra. So mm -hmm. immune system has some sort of autonomy, and the autonomic system needs rest. Just as we need sleep to give the neocortex rest, Similarly, we need to need to give rest to the immune system. How does the immune system get rest? When we love. When we are actively loving someone, those love energies uh, get rid of this immune system function. Me or not me distinction goes away. The few moments we live in completely giving the immune system a rest by loving someone is vital for the health of the immune system. So when we stop loving, uh, prolonged stopping of loving, like people do when they grieve for something or when they become sad for a long time. Today, women are having a very hard time in our society because sexism is coming back in an um, uproar in terms of uh, there's so much raping going on in campuses. And mm -hmm. uh, really, women are getting a very, very bad deal. You know, people like Donald Trump openly uh, insulting women on the television right. set in a, mm -hmm. a civilized debate. You know, this is just unthinkable in a civilized society. So um, that being the case, um, many women are very sad about this our turn of events. Uh, so that sadness uh, is producing this um, epidemic, practically, of breast cancer, in my opinion. So loving is the cure. Loving is the great healing of the immune system. Uh, that's wonderfully stated, and thank you. And, you know, I, I am so blessed in that, you know, I started my show, and it was about kind of relationships, dating, and stuff like that. And I knew it was more than that because... I just knew that I just knew and I've continued to have great guests come to me, be sent to me by different publicists and, and, and just being in the presence, getting to talk with them. I'm getting this free education, if you will. And, and I agree something you said earlier about, you know, sometimes when you're in the presence of uh, a healer that it rubs off on you. And I really think that that's true. And the, the, the currency for all of that is love. And, um, you know, when you break down, you have a, you know, the book is deep and you, you know, you do a deep dive on everything, but you just summed it up. It's about, you want to stay healthy, open your heart chakra and love. And so I yeah. want to thank you so much, Dr. Goswami, for being my guest. I mean, you're one of my favorite guests because you're, you're really tackling issues that are so relevant to our culture right now and you've you've explored it from the angles of creativity and from economics and from medicine. And I, I, I hope you continue to do the great work you're doing. And, and please, could you tell everybody where they can find your books, your movies, and just learn more about you and the great work you're doing? First of all, thank you, Robert, for the kind words. Uh, anybody can reach me in my website, amitgoswami.org, A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I.org, amitgoswami, one word, dot O-R-G. All right. Well, thank you so much, Doctor, and it's always a pleasure speaking with you. I always learn so much, and thank you for your kindness in pointing me towards uh, the integrative medicine folks. I'm going to be seeing them in about a month. I'm looking forward to that. I and think it's a for you, Robert. And, and best wishes. 
All right. Thank you so much and have a great fall. And uh, it's always a pleasure. Okay, everybody. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you, sir. Uh, that's our show. Uh, Dr. Amit Goswami, check out his book. It's called, this is called The Quantum Doctor. And I've read his other books and it's like, wow, quantum, you know, what is it? What is even quantum? Well, it's about, you know, possibilities. And this particular book really will help you look at your own managing your health in a different way, kind of from the inside out and from a spiritual standpoint out. And it's not hokey pokey, it's real. And it all comes down to what Dr. Goswami was talking about, something that we lack, and that is love. And I know in about five minutes or so, the Republican debate's going to go on and everybody's going to be out there and they're going to be mudslinging against one another. And it's, you know, you got a guy like Donald Trump, he's leading the charge and, you know, he's entertaining and he's refreshing to a lot of people, but he is slinging a lot of, uh, statements that are kind of negative, uh, to people. And, uh, and what's sad is that a lot of people are getting smart. People are getting behind him and cheering that and, uh, you know, putting up a wall uh, to keep people out of the country and a lot deep chasing around 11 million people to get them out of the country. And there's a lot of policies that are, not very pragmatic and are based on tapping into fear, anxiety, anger, and they're very reactionary. And I think as a culture, we have to be careful that we don't uh, jump on that bad wagon, that we have to be more about solutions, uh, heart-based solutions. And that's not, I'm not talking about tree hugging. I'm talking about consciousness and talking about learning to understand and have compassion for one another. So anyhow, that's our Guys Guys Radio for this evening. We'll be back next week, and I want to thank everybody, all of our listeners, and all my guests, and Dr. Goswami. And the message is love. And when you have love, guys, guys, finish first.